Hey, teacher sellers. Today's episode is a bit different. Angie's setting up her first email sequence, and we wanted to share the process with you. I'll be using what I've learned in my email sequences to walk her through it. Make sure to check out the show notes at growwithuspodcast.com slash episode five for any links, pictures, or screenshots mentioned in this episode or to learn more about us. Welcome to Grow with Angie in April. We are two full-time Teachers Pay Teachers sellers, and we're opening up our conversations with each other to help you grow your teacher store. We learn so much from each other, and we're excited to share what we know with each other and with you. You can find out more about us at growwithuspodcast.com. Now let's get this conversation started. Hey, Angie. Hey. So tell me what you've been up to this last week. I have made it a goal to get my email list going and start sending out some emails to my subscribers. I have been collecting them for a while now on MailChimp, and I just got to where I'm going to have to start paying. So I wanted to really make a decision about which email provider I really wanted to go with. And so you talked me into switching over to ConvertKit. So this no pressure. <laughs> no, no, no pressure at all. But I figured that you can help me a lot because <laughs> you're way better at this than I am. And that way I can get it going. But so this week I just was moving all of my stuff over and deciding on my first opt-in and, and figuring out what I want my first sequence to be so that I can get that going. Cause I feel like once you set it up and it just keeps running by itself. And I just love that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I guess one of the reasons that I was trying to talk you into it is I did like a total redo of all of my email sequences and everything on my blog. Like, was that like a month ago? Yeah. And have I've seen some pretty good results. So I guess a little backstory is I started on MailChimp just like you did until I got to where I needed to pay. And then I originally signed up for ConvertKit because at that point, you know, everybody was saying ConvertKit, ConvertKit, ConvertKit. And so I signed up, got a free trial, moved over my subscribers, hated it, and then left. (laughs) And so I ended up going to Mad Mimi, which is a lot cheaper and has a similar functionality where you can set up email sequences and multiple opt-ins. And it's, but it's not super user-friendly. The dashboard is a little uh, difficult to use. But I did get everything set up on there and I was on there for two years. And I loved, I think the price was what had really concerned me about ConvertKit. And I wasn't really seeing the return on my email list to make it make sense for me to pay more money for my email list. So what happened, well, I guess a few months ago, what started happening was I started getting frustrated because I could not see any of the data on Mad Mimi. Like I didn't, I have six, I guess I have five now. I have five different opt-ins and I can't tell on Mad Mimi where people are coming from to opt-in or even what list they're opting in. So I could see the number of subscribers that were opting in every day, but I didn't know what list was. So I didn't know what list was popular and I would have to like make a whole spreadsheet just to track it. And so I started to get a little frustrated. And then I said, you know what? I want to make my email sequences even better. They were doing pretty good, but I want to make them like really amazing. So I set aside one week, redid my entire blog design um, with a theme that added product um, tagging and and then redid everything from Mad Mimi to ConvertKit. And it ended up taking me, what, like almost three weeks? <laughs> yeah, I remember. 
It was a nightmare, really, um, mostly the blog part of it because I have like 300 posts and just moving stuff over was was really, really tricky, not in the convert kit side, but like just everything. Everything that I decided to tackle was was a lot. But now that we're like a month in, like I'm seeing that I'm getting so much more traffic from my blog to my products because of the way I set it up. And I'm able to see all the data in my ConvertKit dashboard of where people are coming from, who's subscribing to what list, what the conversion is when they're going through my sequences. Like we talked in our last episode about data. I have all of that available to me now. And I'm finally seeing that my email list is like really working well. So I just needed to do like a whole redesign. So then I pressured you into just starting with ConvertKit because I think you mostly didn't want to have to go through that. Yeah, I definitely like, didn't want to have to go back and change anything. Like email and blogging is my goal for this upcoming year. And I just really want to focus on those things. And I didn't want to have to go back. I just want to try to do them all good the first time. I'm sure I'll eventually go back and fix stuff. But yeah, you always end up doing that. What I think happened when I originally moved from ConvertKit or from MailChimp to ConvertKit was that I just had one list of like, you know, thousand people or whatever the cutoff is. And I was like sending an email once every three weeks. And so I wasn't really using the capabilities of ConvertKit. And that was where I think I was frustrated. But now that I have this complex email system to be on ConvertKit is just so much easier for me. And for everybody that kept telling me, you really need to, to switch to ConvertKit. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't listen. <laughs> but I needed to I needed to build up my sequences and my list and like learn how it worked first. And now that has made it so that ConvertKit makes a lot of sense to me. So I do highly recommend it because of the easy, use, the easy use. The data is amazing. I feel like the deliverability is better too. I feel like more people are getting my emails. I used to use a header on every single email, which looked really good. And I don't think it really caused too many issues as far as deliverability, but it was a lot of work to add a new header. And so I wasn't writing as many emails because then I knew I had to do a header design and it was just an extra step. So with ConvertKit, I'm just keeping it really simple and I have like a really nice email signature that's built into the template and I'm just typing up and sending. And I think I've utilized it more because of that. So hopefully you like it too. You have a one month free trial. So from the podcast, they just sent us a link, an affiliate link to give out one month free trial. So if you don't like it, you have 30 days. So <laughs> it's always nice. Yeah. So far, I'm I'm finding it pretty easy to get things set up. So and I just like, I like it to be a little more simple because I tend to overdo it with things. So the fact that I don't have all that extra stuff to look at, I, I think it's better. And I might actually feel better about sending emails because I could just type one up real quick and send it out and not really put so much into it because you really don't have to when you're sending an email. Yeah, it really simplifies it. And I like that because I, like we talked about uh, two episodes ago, I really like to have everything automated and try to keep things simple so I can focus on the really big things in my business. And I think once I start paying for it, that'll make me actually do it. So the fact that I was just sitting on MailChimp and I wasn't having to pay or anything, I just kind of let it sit there. But now after my one month free trial, I will be paying for it. And I want to make sure that I'm getting my money's worth. Right. And I think it's $29 to start. Is that, do you know what that 
Yeah, it's. I think it's twenty nine for a thousand or less subscribers, and then the next is I think one to five thousand. I want to say, don't quote me on that. And then that was forty nine, and so I'm in that in that area. So I'll pro- I'll be paying forty nine. Yeah, we'll link to it, and we'll we'll put some screenshots too in the show notes. I think. I think it's been really motivating for me too. Like I cleaned out quite a few people from my email list, but I'm still to the point where it's costing me $150 a month. But I have been really closely tracking all of my sequences and any organic emails I send out to see how much I'm making from them. And so far this month, it's been like four times that what I'm spending. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I feel like that's a pretty good return. And that's just me running my sequences. Um, Cause I, I guess it's probably been going for four weeks. I'm losing track of time. I think it's been going maybe for three or four weeks on ConvertKit instead of Mad Mimi, but that's, yeah, the email sequences. And I think I've sent four broadcasts, uh, which sounds like a lot, but I send them to different segments of my list. So one person didn't get four emails from me in three weeks. It has shown a pretty good conversion. So when I got the bill yesterday for that, I said, okay, that's okay. That's okay. 150 150 is a lot. And most people don't pay that because I think it's for 15,000 is the max for that one. Yeah. And it just, if it was converting that well, like definitely worth it. And I don't hear anyone that is actually using their email list saying, oh no, that totally is not a great idea. <laughs> I just hear people loving it once they get it set up. So that's why I've made it my focus because I'm like, I should have been doing it for years now and I haven't been. So yeah, and that's where I went back to ConvertKit with so many people saying, oh, it's so amazing. And after I tried it originally, I was like, oh, you guys just want me to sign up for it with your affiliate link. (laughs) But the reality (laughs) is when I researched it, I look at some of the other ones like Drip looked really great, but had a lot a lot of functionality was overwhelming it was more expensive. And even MailChimp, when you get to the level I'm at is the same price. And I am not a MailChimp fan. I don't think it's very easy to use. I don't think it's very intuitive for using multiple sequences. It, it really stresses me out. So um, to say that pay the same price to me would for MailChimp would be crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. So you chose an opt-in already and you got your opt-in on your blog. And did you put anything inside any of your posts yet or are you holding off on that? I wrote a post specifically like so I could add it at the end. I mean, it was a totally valuable post. And then in the end, I talked about my opt-in and I, I put it there. I added it to my sidebar. I made a landing page so I could eventually link to it on Facebook and stuff like that. And I also made a pop-up. Great. So you kind of like played around with some of the basics. Yeah. I just wanted to at least do this first one, kind of figure it all out. And then I, I definitely have a few more I want to make. So you're, we're focusing on setting up your sequence today just for the, for one product line that you have, right? Yes. My close reading product line. I have a freebie for it and and that's my opt-in. And then I have a big bundle that I'm trying to work them towards. Okay. I think that's a good thing to like have that end goal in mind because I have done in the past sequences that were just based off of, I wrote a blog post and I'm giving something away. So let's do a random sequence, but there's no real end goal to sell something that's valuable enough for me to spend my time in there. So did is that is this free resource something that's already in your store? 
It's in my store, but I really beefed it up for my opt-in. So I kept it at around 10 pages for TPT freebie because that way I can submit it to the newsletter and stuff. But I think it's like 25 pages now as my opt-in. I just added all the extra pages that I took out, like some teacher notes and student pages and and extra graphic organizers and all that I put into the opt-in that I didn't put in the freebie. Great. So when they sign up for this list, they're going to get this pack, which is a beefed up version of something you already had, which is great because you repurpose something. And so therefore you spent less time on it. <laughs> exactly. I just pulled a couple extra pages out of the paid version of that and threw it into the freebie. Awesome. And tell me who is the audience for the bundle you want to purchase? My audience is probably four to six, maybe third if they're doing it in like a whole group type setting. So three to six. Okay. And what's the price of this bundle? The final bundle is $65. Uh, Yes. Heck yes. (laughs) That is great. Okay. So... Like to me, that's worth it. If you even just get one person a day from your email sequence to buy that bundle after TPT takes their cut, you're looking around 50 some dollars. So to me, that's a huge win. Right. And I look at my data and it's getting wishlisted like crazy. But I just feel like if I had a sequence going for it, they could really, I could really have an opportunity to show them the benefits of this resource and why they need it and all that stuff. So that's why I chose it as my first one. That's perfect. I think you're on the right track completely. So we are going to go over the emails that you're setting up and you had some ideas already. And I just want to say though, that this is not an exact science. We will list screenshots and everything that we talk about and we'll um, list out Angie's emails that she set up for this sequence, but it's not going to be the same for everyone. So if you hear something in this episode and you're like, oh, I wouldn't send that to my audience, please don't. (laughs) Yeah. What works for our audiences might not work for your audience. I mean, you just really have to really all about testing things and making sure they work for you. Yeah. But I think you have a pretty good setup as far as Um, from what I saw as like getting people to know more about this product that you're going to sell to them at the end. So um, let's go over the emails that you have. How many emails do you have set up as drafts right now in your ConvertKit sequence? I have six of them in my drafts. Okay. So you have six. You haven't written them yet. You just have the titles and kind of a general outline. Correct. Okay. So your first email, what are you using that for? The first email, I just want to make sure they got the free resource. I just am checking in with them. Were you able to download it? Here it is. If you didn't get a chance or you missed it, I just want to make sure that they're getting that freebie and they're able to check it out. Okay. And you have it set up on ConvertKit so that once they click the opt-in button, the resource immediately loads. So this is the second time they're getting the opportunity to download the free resource. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's something else I like about ConvertKit too, is you can just upload it. And once they click the confirm button, it just loads for them. Yes. With MailChimp, I had it like hosted on Google Drive and it was such a pain. But when I got to ConvertKit, it's like, oh, here, you want to put an incentive? And I just uploaded it. And now they just get it when they download. So that's my favorite part. And I think though, it's something important to think about like you have done here is a lot of times people will click on the opt-in button and like it'll pop up, but they'll be on their phone or they, I don't know, they just aren't somewhere where they can save the document. So then they don't really 
get the free resource. So sending that follow-up email the next day is giving them the opportunity to in their inbox go, okay, I have an email that tells me exactly where to get it. You know, if they, if they want to download it now, or they want to download a week from now, they'll have this email with the link in it. So I really think that's important. Exactly. I just love how they can look at it right away so they can see everything that's in there. And they, even if they are on their phones, but then I just want to follow up and make sure that they got my freebie that I'm being so generous to give them. (laughs) And you'd be so surprised (laughs) how many, how many people like will click the, the link and they'll opt in, it'll pop up and they'll email me and say, I never got it. So this follow-up email is really important. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people mention that. So that's why I wanted to make sure they get it. Right. And that's good because if they don't get that free resource, you're going to get six emails in and they're going to email you back and say, I never got it. And they've already kind of lost their trust, which has happened many times. Back when I was on Mad Mimi, I had a lot of tech issues because it was hosted on Google Drive. And so it just, I did have that happen quite a few times. And so what's your second email then? So what are you going to send them after you've made sure they downloaded your freebie? So the second email is just tips for using the freebie, like how I would use it in my classroom, different options for just kind of explaining the different parts of it and so that they understand what all is there and what it's for. I like that. I like that it also encourages them to use it. So that's the thing too, is I think if they use your freebie, then they're very likely to come back and buy the whole bundle. That's what I think. I get a lot of positive reviews that when people actually use something, it's like they love it. But, you know, sometimes you just sign up for things and you don't ever actually use them or you forget about them or whatever. So I wanted to make sure they knew exactly how they could use it. Yeah. And then they're like, why am I getting your emails? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if they use it and they love it, they're they're more likely to buy the resource. They're more likely to recommend it to their friends and they're more likely not to unsubscribe. So I like that the next email gives them help in using the free resource. So what is your third email then? Just an about me, like who I am. And uh, I offer to help them, you know, how can I help you so that you can use this or there's any questions they have about the freebie, that's their opportunity to ask them. And then just to give them a little information about who I am and why they should use like my freebie, you know, not just random person that doesn't know what I'm talking about. I want to make sure that they're comfortable using something from me. I like this one. I have an about me in every sequence uh, right now. And I get a lot of people who reply and the way that they talk to me is like they already know me. Yeah. I want to be like their friend. Yeah. And then a lot of them, they'll like join my Facebook group or they'll like send me a tweet or or they'll tag on Instagram and like they're like a super fan. And I don't really know them, but they know me because I have this about me. And and in mine, the information I give them is I give them like my background education. Basically, I tell them why I am qualified to to basically give them something to use in their classroom. So I talk about my background education, why I make the resources I make. And I give them links to my social media and my store. Um, because a lot of times you'd really be surprised. People will be on your blog, they'll opt in, and they have no idea you have a Teachers Bay Teacher store. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So in every email, I give them a way to get to my store and a way to contact me. And so I feel like the more emails I read, the more familiar they're going to be with how to to purchase something from me that's going to help them in their classroom. Exactly. I know that I feel like that too. When I use 
people's resources, the more that I followed them on different social medias and knew more about them, the more comfortable I felt using their things with my kids. Yeah. And opening up and telling them to reply to the email and ask questions is great too, because, and it does take some times, like I usually wake up in the morning and I have about maybe 15 or 20 people who have replied to um, one in particular I have on um, my best sequence, which is my project-based learning sequence, which is a 15-day sequence with seven emails in it. It's like super beefed up. I get a lot of people that reply because I have an email that asks them to reply and ask questions after I've gone through a bunch of different training steps with them on how to get started. And a lot of people ask a lot of great questions. And usually when they ask a question of me, it takes me time to respond. But most of the time I send them to the Facebook group. Sometimes I refer them to pre-order my book. Sometimes I will send them to a particular resource in my TPT store. I don't always sell something through that, but if I think that it's going to be a good fit for them, I do and they buy it and it's a good, it's like a win-win for both of us. Yeah. You just really want to nurture and build that relationship. I feel like. Yeah. And it's okay to sell to them if they're looking for something that you have. It's okay to sell to them in the third email if they respond, if they reply to you, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I don't mind mentioning things like that. I just don't want to be the person that's like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, sign up for this, do this, do this for me, me, me. And I want to be there for them and do for them and help them. And then, oh, hey, you seem like you this would really help you. So I also have this resource that you might want to take a look at. It's a good balance, I think, that you have already just seeing the outline that you have. Thank you. So, okay. So after you're about me, what are you going to send them next? Then I have just ways that you can use close reading in the classroom, you know, like small group, whole group, how to introduce it and all of that. Just kind of a broad close reading kind of email, not specifically about a resource or anything like that. Are you going to remind them in that email like, hey, uh, you can use these tips in the free resource you download and maybe include the link again? Yeah, I might just throw that in there like, oh, this is some ways that you could use with any close reading material. And in case you forgot, here's the freebie that you downloaded from me or that I sent you so you can test it out with this freebie. And within the freebie, I guess I didn't should have asked this earlier, but within the freebie, is there a link to the paid bundle? There's only a whole entire page with the, <laughs> the bundle on it. I just put it through it in there for now. I just like, I, I thought of it last second. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I should actually link to that bundle in there. So I just threw it in there as an extra page. Like this is part of this bundle and then that's clickable. Perfect. So you haven't really sold to them yet in the email, but if they are using the resource, they have a very easy way of finding the bundle from there. Right. I want them to be able to, I know people, if they really want something, they will figure it out and find it. So I just throw it in there if they want to look at it or if they want to scroll past it up to them. Good. And was, okay. So what do you have next then after your... Then the next one, I'm going to make sure that they got a chance to read my blog post about making close reading more engaging and different ways that they could do that with their students to make it a little more fun because... When I would do close reading with my students, they acted like it was the most terrible thing ever. So I just wanted to offer them some ways to make it where the kids don't hate it because my kids never wanted to read a passage more than once. (laughs) So I definitely wanted to show them that they could make it fun. I think that's a good opportunity for you, not just to share a blog post. I think I would use that email more to 
um, answer some of their questions about struggles they might have. Cause you just said in your own classroom, kids hated close reading. Yeah. So maybe like listing out some, some common issues or struggles um, and how you turn that around to make it more engaging. And this might be an opportunity to, to put some feedback from your bundle in there and link to your bundle. This might be a good opportunity to start selling. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Well, not all of that. Some of that I didn't think of, and those are good ideas, but I definitely wanted to link to the bundle in this email because it's to the point where I've given them a lot of information. And now I want to, you know, at least let them know that there is a bundle out there. Yeah. That solves a major problem for them. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to, to word the email. Okay. And so you have one more after this, then what's your last one? My last one's just like questions, ask me anything. So just any questions they have about the bundle, about close reading, about anything that I've discussed in my previous emails, you know, feel free to ask me. I'm happy to answer and discuss it with them. Good. I think this is a really good start. And then as you make more content on your blog that has to do with close reading, you'll probably come up with some more ideas on things to send them. Exactly. And I was thinking some of these I could end up turning into blog posts as well. So go both ways. Like some of these might end up being blog posts, then I might end up writing other blog posts that I can throw into this sequence. Right. And I always think of it as a training opportunity. A lot of teachers, uh, especially with my niche, which is project-based learning, a lot of teachers come in with very little information. So I feel like that's the same with close reading, but they come in with very little information and they need to be walked through the very basic steps. So giving them your resource, which has directions in it, isn't enough. They need to be walked through exactly how to use it, They need you to answer questions that might come with it. And then if they're spending that much money on a bundle, knowing that you're there to answer questions and to help them, I think is a really good thing. Oh, yes, definitely. I feel like when when I see people that they actually go and they respond to questions, I know that I can buy something from them. And even if there is an issue or something that's not quite right, that I can contact them and they'll actually respond. Right, exactly. And I think a lot of content that you already make for your blog as you continue to grow it will be good content to include in your email. Like a lot of my stuff is has multiple uses. So like I've done a lot of video trainings for teachers that walk them through the basics of project-based learning. And it like I use them in my email sequences. I use them on my blog. I share them on my Facebook group. I use them on social media. And they bring in traffic from from everywhere. So as you grow your blog, you'll have a lot more content to put in your email sequence. That's what I'm hoping. That's why I just feel like they go kind of hand in hand. So I've been kind of slacking at getting going on both of them because of that. Like, oh, I don't think I should do email because I don't have that many blog posts or I don't want to do blog posts because they're a pain in the butt for me. But but I definitely see a benefit to it. Yeah. And I think one of the questions that we had put on here was how to get traffic and how to get subscribers, which is a really Mm -hmm. big question. Blogging isn't the only way, but I think it's the best way to get organic subscribers if you're not wanting to do advertising for it. Uh, But like you did, making a post that's really built around that opt-in, that's a great way to get traffic and get subscribers that are looking for exactly what you're selling. Yeah. And I want to be super helpful too. And I want to help teachers because I've been where they are and, and sometimes just finding something And just reading about an idea online just helped ignite a lesson for me. So I want to just foremost be 
helpful to teachers. And then, hey, I have this too, if you're interested. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's important to note for people listening whose email lists are really small, that it takes a lot of work to grow your email list. So if you have like 1,000 or 2,000 subscribers, like that's pretty good, especially if you don't have an email sequence set up yet. Like the way I have close to 15,000, I just cleaned it out. So before then I had about 18,000, but I have, like I said, five email sequences that are specific to different product lines that I have, which I've set up. And um, every category on my blog is now linked to an opt-in. So whatever category I choose on my blog, the opt-in automatically shows up there, which is thanks to a WordPress plugin I use called Thrive Leads, which I use in conjunction with ConvertKit so that automatically, if I make a blog post, puts it in there for me so I don't have to worry about adding the opt-in. That sounds amazing. (laughs) It's made made my life a, a lot easier to not be you know, using Mad Mimi and trying to manually put everything in. So now I can just write a blog post. I can mark it as writing and my writing opt-in is going to go in there, which leads to my writing funnel, which leads to my writing bundle. <laughs> so it's really good, but it takes a lot of time. So starting with one is, is awesome. And I think you have a really good start. Thanks. I'm excited to get it finished and see how it uh, converts. Yeah, me too. You'll have to share some information in the mastermind group. I will. Okay. And we'll share in the show notes, which is growwithuspodcast.com slash episode five. We will share some screenshots of what Angie has set up when she finishes. We'll share some screenshots of one of my sequences and we'll kind of share our blog so that you can look at. Um, Angie has the ConvertKit theme set up. So she's just copying and pasting them straight from ConvertKit. And like I said, mine are automatically load through Thrive Leads. So they load through the category. And so you kind of see the differences in there and you can kind of decide what you want to do. And if you want to try ConvertKit, we do have an affiliate link that gives you a one month free trial, which is um, growwithuspodcast.com slash ConvertKit, no spaces or anything. So if you want to try it, join our mastermind, ask questions, and then definitely use that link because you want to make sure you get 30 days free in case you don't like it. Yeah, we'd definitely love to hear how it goes if you decide to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. And we love to help you out. I think email list is something that I'm really excited about now that I'm seeing a really good conversion on it. Yeah. It's exciting to hear you talk about it. And so, and it's nice to have someone that actually knows what they're doing to uh, run ideas by. So (laughs) not sure if I'd say that. I always feel like I still have a lot to learn. (laughs) Oh, there's always lots to learn, but just having someone to ask that's at least a little further along than you are. Right. (laughs) is definitely helpful. (laughs) So our next episode, we're going to be talking about the emails to send organically, which I think is a good topic because I need to get better at that too. Like, what do you send when you're not in an email sequence? Like, what do you send weekly? What do you send monthly? Like, when do you email your subscribers and what do you send them? So we're going to talk about that in the next episode because that's a lot more information. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds interesting. I want to know what to send them as well when I'm not using an automated thing. Yeah, me too. We'll we'll refine (laughs) some ideas. I still struggle with that. So (laughs) well, thank you everyone so much for joining us for Grow With Angie in April. Uh, Don't forget, you can find additional information and visuals on the show notes at growwithuspodcast.com slash episode five. Uh, We would love if you subscribe to the podcast and joined us in the TPT Seller Mastermind group, which you can find at growwithusmastermind.com. And we'll talk to you in the group. Bye, Angie. Bye. Bye.